0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Rosa. For this episode, I invited Reiki master Jassy Jackson to talk about the healing path of Reiki. Jassy shares what Reiki is and how it can help you on your trauma healing journey. If you find this episode helpful and healing on your path, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you can be notified each time a new episode is released. Also, I would really appreciate if you take a moment to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, as this really helps boost our presence on this platform. And if you share it on your social media, make sure that you tag me so I can reshare your post with my audience. Please know that this episode is not meant to treat or diagnose any physical or mental health condition. This episode does not substitute for health care or mental health services of any kind. Guests have a right to share their opinion and perspective, and this does not constitute an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. So without further ado, here's my interview with Jazzy Jackson. Take a listen. Hi, Jazzy. Welcome to the Inner Healing Paths podcast.
1: Hey, Rosa. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Yes, of course. No, thank you for for agreeing to come on and and share your wisdom and your knowledge with us. I'm super excited. (laughs) So tell us a little bit more about yourself and and the healing work that you do.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So I am a Reiki master. I'm located here in Camarillo, California, but I also do distance uh, Reiki. I have some clients that are in New York, in Florida, Michigan, Oregon, they're all over the place. I've even done a few out of Australia, which has been really cool. And mm-hmm. being a Reiki master basically means that I use a very specific technique to empower people to reset their energy, Release anxiety and basically just re- reset their nervous system. I do have a background in psychology. I'm not a licensed therapist, just to make that clear, but I do have a master's in industrial and organizational psychology. And for about 13 years now, I have empowered people to shift career paths, take on new roles, new job opportunities. And funny enough, the people that come to see me for Reiki somehow are led to me because they are looking to change where they put their energy 40 hours a week. And as soon as I start the intake process, I learn that they are looking to leave their job or change their career, which is part of my expertise. I do use industrial and organizational techniques along with Reiki and other methods to empower people to shift into a frequency that allows them to expand, to grow and align with their calling.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that's, that sounds so fascinating. Can you share a little bit about how did you get into the, you know, the path that you're on now? How did, how did you find Reiki and how did you merge your, your, you know, both paths, the organizational psychology path and Reiki? How did that happen for you?
1: Yeah. Thanks for asking that. I I'm always so excited to share my journey because I feel like a lot of people resonate with it. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: I am someone that basically followed all the rules. So whatever that means to you, I basically went to college. I graduated from grad school. I got married. I climbed the corporate ladder rather rapidly in my twenties and early twenties. I can confidently say that I did it all. I did everything everyone expected me to. And yet at the end of the day, I was anxious depressed i felt lost i mean i remember getting married and sort of being at the height of my career and like a week after coming back from my honeymoon i remember sitting in my boss's office and just explaining to her how sad and depressed i was um and she said well this is kind of the height of and the highlight of your life and in my mind i was like this can't just be life i can't just be waking up every day driving to my nine to five, coming home, eating, watching TV, like that just wasn't what I wanted. And in my mind, I had done everything everyone had expected. In my mind, I was successful and I felt this soul crushing anxiety and depression and this point of view that I just, I didn't deserve it. And several mm-hmm. times in my life throughout that journey, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to blow it all up. I wanted to just destroy my career, quit and move on to something totally different, do something that I really wanted to do because that anxiety was so crippling, so much so that I was actually diagnosed with fibromyalgia. I had pain all over my body for like 20 years consistently, 24-7, 365.
0: Oh my goodness. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it was because...
0: I was listening
1: to everyone else. I was living the life, my mother, my father, my siblings, my uncles, my cousins, my friends, my neighbors, society was expecting. And I wasn't listening to myself. It wasn't until I really started to pay attention to my internal dialogue that I came to realize the things that I really wanted. Mm. And so one day I'm sitting in my corner office and my coworker comes to me and he tells me about his experience in rehab. And how they were using Reiki to help them through their addictions. Um, so he was um, an alcoholic, and there were other people there for other addictions. And he said that that was the one of the methodologies. And I'm I'm looking at this guy like, why are you telling me this? What does mm-hmm. this have to do with me? Yeah. <laughs> and he really felt compelled to share. And sure enough, two weeks later, I had this complete meltdown. Um, I was, I, I just had, I was throwing up. I had like, my anxiety had culminated basically. And I said, mm-hmm. you know what? I've been in therapy for 20 years and that is not the, you know, it wasn't working for me at the time. And I decided that I was going to go and try this, the the Reiki. And my first experience I could feel the anxiety and the stress just kind of melt away. I felt this peace. I could see colors behind my eyes, like each one of my energy centers lighting up. It changed my life. Mm -hmm. And as the months and years went by, I started to really think about all the things I wanted to share with other people like me, because it wasn't just Reiki. Reiki was just part of it. I still continue mm-hmm. to go to my therapist. I now have my Reiki master that I go to every month. I do acupuncture. I do sound baths. Um, and that was just like the start of that journey. And my sister and I have been doing moon circle since we were kids. And I still do them. I invite different women into my circle once a quarter to put intentions out into the universe. And I remember back in 2018, 2019, I remember looking over at my sister when we were just doing these, we were still doing these moon circles, just her and I. And I remember looking into her eyes and saying, wouldn't it be awesome if I had a little shop where people in my community can come and chat Mm -hmm. and get the things that they need to heal Uh, to heal their soul, stuff like crystals and oils and herbs. And at the time I wasn't thinking Reiki, but ultimately six months later, I was doing the Reiki level one and the level two. And that's really how Crystal Luna came to be. And fundamentally enough, Mm -hmm. because the people that walk in through my door are looking for career change. I incorporate everything that I learned in industrial and organizational psychology to guide them through different modalities that will allow them to not only move that energy with Reiki, but also different modalities that will allow them to heal and move forth in their path.
0: Yeah. So interesting. And you, you mentioned a little bit ago that you, you, you started listening to that inner voice and, and you started listening to, to that, to what you, you weren't quite sure what it was, but there was some calling of some sort pulling you in a different direction um, what would you say that you know even before you found Reiki and what would you say w- helped you to start noticing that that little voice that whisper
1: I think it was that part of myself like right after I got married and mm-hmm. I felt like I had accomplished everything like what else was there for me to do right like yeah I I met all of my promises. And at that point it was like, okay, well, where do I go from here? So I started meditating. I started Mm. to go to Reiki every other week. And then it turned into once a month. I started to do things that really felt like they brought me joy. And I started to kind of drown out what everyone else Mm. sort of expected from me Mm -hmm. and really started listening to my gut, started listening to my body in terms of the things that i really wanted to do
0: yeah so it sounds like uh what do you say it was like spirituality and just reconnecting with that part within you that just expanded or opened that door for you
1: i think that was part of it yeah. i think mm-hmm. that also i'm i tend to be a yes person like i want to say yes to everyone and yeah. make everyone
0: happy <laughs> yeah
1: and i think a part of me was i needed to heal that part of myself that where others really demanded for me to be a certain way or to act a certain way, I had to really let that go and figure out where that was coming from Mm -hmm. and not necessarily feel into it, but acknowledge that part of Mm -hmm. myself so that I could then release it and really start to listen to myself and what, what it was that I want.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, I'm curious, what happened with your career? You know, once you you opened up this 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 window to to your spiritual path and your calling, and how, what happened to your career? What do you had, you know, built up to that point?
1: Yeah, I'm still doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. I'm someone that, uh, I yeah. ever, I mean, since I was a kid, and I mean, people that have known me in my past know that. I can handle a lot of things. So for example, in high school, you know, I was in tennis. I was uh, the yearbook editor. I also had like a bunch of AP classes. So I had a full boat. And then at the same time, I was also taking college classes. Mm. Um, So I'm someone that has to have a lot of projects kind of going on. So mm-hmm. I do the Reiki stuff kind of on my own time. So Tuesday through Thursday, um, anytime after 6 pm and then Saturdays and Sundays, I'm also open. And then during my regular work week, i I'm still in right now I'm working in mm-hmm. tech um so I'm a VP of operations at a blockchain company.
0: Mm, that's 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 so amazing that you're able to operate this in very distinct uh, arenas and how does that trans the the transition you know going from you know your corporate you know corporate mindset and tech mindset being the vp to to the to being a reiki master how, how does that shift for you
1: I have to really remind myself, like, as a business owner, you know, it's, um, it could be a lot because you're doing everything by yourself. And I have to remind myself that what I'm doing is enough. And honestly, I open Mm -hmm. up my intentions as to Mm -hmm. how I want my day to go every morning. I have a routine where I, you know half cacao and I journal or I meditate. and I really am very intentional on the things that I work on um to be able to give a hundred percent at my nine to five and also a hundred percent in my business yeah. and it's all about it's easier said than done really um
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I say it's all about balance
0: yeah
1: um because it it comes down to being mindful about choosing. The things that need to be done and have to be done versus the things that is kind of like nice to haves.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. And it, and it sounds like there's a there's a very real um calling to help others through the Reiki that you're honoring through that absolutely. process. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I'm so I don't have a you know, I've done Reiki myself. I've, I've been a recipient of, of, of Reiki, uh, but I don't quite understand it in terms of how it works. And I'm sure so many of the listeners may be wondering the same thing, you know, what, what is, so I just wanted to, to ask you, is if it's okay to just start with the, you know, very basics, what is Reiki? How does it work energetically? And, and then, we can, you know, go from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, let me start a little bit with the history of Reiki. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mikao Sui is uh, the father of Reiki, and honestly, there have been studies and uh, sort of speculation around This format of healing, if you will, and moving energy has been around for a really long time, Mm. including in Jesus's days, right? Um, There's a lot of belief Mm. around the way that he used to heal people
0: Mm. was
1: through this format. It wasn't necessarily called Reiki, Mm -hmm. it may have been called something different,
0: Mm. but basically
1: what it is, um, so Usui actually uh, was a doctor. And he was looking, he was very spiritual around his 40s. And he was looking for um, his calling, right, or uh, ways to be able to heal himself. And he actually climbed a mountain out in Japan. And he was up there for about three weeks. And on his way up there, he broke his foot. And um, as he was up there and he was meditating, he had these visions of these bubbles, which... A lot of us think that a lot of Reiki practitioners think that it it was the chakras that he saw and they were flowing down into him. He was kind of downloaded and given, given the, this Reiki energy. Right. And he was able to put his hands over his foot that he broke and he was able to heal himself and come back down the mountain. And uh, the The reason why Reiki is here in the Mm -hmm. United States is because this woman named Takata was over in Japan. She was visiting her parents out there and she would come go by the Reiki studio um, and finally went in and she was healed from whatever her ailment was. And she believed so much in it that she learned from Usui and brought it back to Hawaii. So in Hawaii, you'll Mm. find a huge hub of Reiki healers, huge hub of healers Mm -hmm. in general. And uh, so basically all of the uh, Royo uh, Usui students have that lineage from um, either directly from Usui, there's another gentleman that also learned from him or Takata. My lineage particularly Mm -hmm. comes from Takata. And each mm. each student is then attuned. So there is a specific ritual for level one, level two, and for the master level, because everyone has the Reiki energy and the ability um, within them, but you have to get attuned in order to kind of wake that uh, ability right. up because it's been so dormant for so long within mm. us that uh, you need to have this ritual done.
0: Oh, and what is what what what, um, what does that mean the attunement
1: Attunement is uh basically uh, what we do in the ritual uh within the each chakra to be able to wake up that part of you or that that chakra within you to move be able to move that energy and so for example when I am the fact that I am attuned, mm-hmm. When I say I am attuned, that means that another Reiki master,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, basically uh, performed that ritual on me, and I'm now able to to give Reiki. And honestly, from level one, you start to feel it in your hands, you start to feel it in your body, you see doors opening for you, basically in different avenues. It, like my life pretty much changed when
0: when yeah. I first got attuned yeah, yeah wow it just it just sounds so fascinating to it even is. imagine really that is. process of awakening your it's sounds like you're awakening your spirit your this this that like you said that energy that is is that we have but it's just we don't use it we don't know how we don't even some of us don't even know that we have such energy within available to us to to use for our for ourselves and to help others.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of studies cuz I <laughs> I like to yeah. I like to read experiment. Yeah, studies. Yeah.
0: Same. Right? And <laughs> i has the been same a way, lot of yeah.
1: yeah, there's been a lot of studies of people that haven't been attuned, for example, but let's say they um they have a glass of water and they'll put a frequency meter on the water and after sending the intention into the water. So let's say the intention is that you want the water to have the same vibration of love, right? You're sending love to the water. You can physically see within minutes, within 10 plus minutes, you can physically see that frequency raise on the meter. It's so
0: interesting. And then there's been other
1: study, like same study, right? Mm -hmm. Where you'll send the vibration of well, you know, let's let's send the vibration of ugliness or of um, sadness, and they'll literally see that frequency move. And there have been mm. other studies where they'll they'll send the same vibrations to two different cups of water, and then they'll freeze it. And in the freezer, after they 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 remove the water, they'll see like beautiful snowflakes or beautiful flowers in the water where you sent love.
0: Versus
1: shards or like ugly kind of shapes in the water. It's it's super interesting. That's
0: so fascinating. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So seventy
1: percent water. So imagine like when the intention is to heal and to remove energy that's not yours, when the intention is to remove anxiety, and we're directly over the Reiki master or the Reiki practitioners directly over the chakras. That intake energy, you know, the seven chakras within your body. Mm-hmm. You are able to move that energy and allow the client to feel that shift, that change, that transformation.
0: Hmm. Okay. It do would you say that, every, you know, from from your experience, um, does everyone feel that, or does it depend on the level of the practitioner? You know, or, or is it? Um, I mean, I I guess, what are some of the experiences or the range of experiences that people share with you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So it's absolutely, absolutely different for every single person. And on top of that, it's absolutely different every single session. So for me, Hmm. I've probably gotten over a hundred Reiki done on me and not too sessions have been mm-hmm. exactly the same.
0: Okay. Wow. And okay.
1: Some people will, um, see lights behind their eyes. Other people will see visions. Other people feel like they're floating. Other people will fall asleep, which is a- absolutely okay. Well, that means you're relaxed enough and open enough. Really the, the variation of this or the most important thing is to be open If you're coming in and Mm -hmm. seeing if it's a parlor trick or you just want to see what happens or you don't believe your friend that got Reiki, like, it's just, it's not going to work. It's just, it just isn't.
0: Absolutely.
1: It's all about intention and whether or not you're open to it. Um, I had a, my Reiki master talked about, a a student of hers or not a student of hers, a person that came into her. Uh, into her Reiki room um, and she had a broken shoulder and the doctors had said that it was going to take nine months for it to heal. And this girl came in every single week uh, for three months and it healed within three months because she had the intention to heal it she did not want to be out for nine months and the doctors still don't know how that happened but Mm. we know that it was it was the reiki energy that allowed her to heal and her openness to
0: her openness right her openness and the trust right on that process i think having that trust and that belief that this is working this is going to help me this i'm going to set that intention all of that just creates this this healing energy for yourself
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. It so I'm curious, you know, when it comes um to more of the emotional arena and and healing, uh, you know, for folks struggling with just painful experiences from their childhood and trauma, what would you say or, or how would you say that Reiki can be of help or or how does it contribute to someone's healing journey?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like when it comes to healing, we often think about it in a physical sense, like yeah. um, maybe you had an open wound or mm-hmm. a cut or a burn, something that has hurt our bodies. And I think that a lot of us don't really think about how we might be wounded from. Things that have happened in the past, and that might be why we feel anxious or we feel sad. A lot of times I have clients that just feel lost and they don't know why. And when we really dig into it, it is because we haven't tended to or nursed back to health the things that have wounded us within us, within ourselves, right? Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I see so many people that come to me with extreme anxiety and and descriptions of feeling lost in the world. And with every single client, it is because we have all adapted to whatever situation, whatever has been told to us, whatever we have had to do to Mm -hmm. be who we are today, which can feel uncomfortable because it's not who we truly were meant to be in this world. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because we all have to do what we need need to do in order to survive, in order to be accepted and maybe make things comfortable in the space home group Mm -hmm. that we're in. And I do think that a lot of us have shaped ourselves into what everyone else expects us to be and have not taken the time to truly get to know who we really are. Mm -hmm. And so with Reiki, this gives us an opportunity to really... Uh, melt away or uh, remove the emotions, the um, wounds that don't necessarily belong to us, because a lot of us mm-hmm. have this habit of empathizing with others or sympathizing with others
0: yeah.
1: so much so that you put your sh- yourself in their shoes and then you tend to take them that on you take, tend to take that emotion on and it's not even yours and right. now you're carrying this emotion that's not even yours maybe these thoughts and experiences that don't mm. serve us that aren't good for us and it becomes us at some point and so yeah. reiki gives us that opportunity to remove that to renew mm. our energy and it also i teach within the reiki because when you come in to see me we talk for a few minutes, then we do a medi- grounding meditation, and then I start the Reiki. And after the Reiki, you get a sound bath, so you so that we integrate everything that um, we just kind of uh, removed. You integrate yourself back in, and at the end, I I teach you a way to sort of protect yourself to set boundaries energetically because. It's great mm-hmm. to set boundaries physically with people or, you know, as you're interacting with them, but energetic boundaries are really important Absolutely, and that's part of um, the Reiki that that I like to teach people.
0: Yeah, no, and, you know, I, as you were mentioning how we absorb uh, others' emotions and I feel that so many of us are are sensitive right we 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 are um, very sensitive to to that empathetic connection that we feel from others and we definitely pick up others and then we also receive so much from our family right that are are the 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 implicit memories and experiences carry on so we're carrying not just what we have endured and experienced but then we're carrying on our families our parents our grandparents and beyond so it's it's a lot right it's a lot energetically to carry on top of what we've what we're already going through really so I like is. that approach that you shared about how Reiki just kind of helps you get have some relief it sounds like it just gives you relief from that from carrying energetically so much
1: absolutely
0: yeah so beautiful and one of the things that i uh, i know that pre pandemic uh, i would go in person to you know the few times that i did it i it was in person and then post pandemic i've done it a few times too and of course that that was um, distance at a distance. I was at home. Is there? Would you say there's a difference uh in terms of if, if it's more powerful when you're in person, or is it the same? I've, I've, I'm always curious about that because I've done both. I personally feel like there's no difference, but I don't know from from your experience. Well, what would you say?
1: I would say that you know, back in the day, like in fourth grade yeah. science, we're all ta- taught that. Um, Everything is energy, right? Down to like the keyboard, the, mm-hmm. the desk, the car, the whatever you're sitting on, everything is energy. And so to me, there is no difference. I will say I was skeptical
0: because
1: <laughs> yeah. when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh yeah. no, how am I going to get mm-hmm. my Reiki? And my Reiki master was like, well, let's just try it. And there was no difference. It was as if she was there and you could feel her going through um Mm. you know the ritual that we do during the reiki session and it's really incredible how energy does work and and uh you know like i said i have clients in new york and florida michigan Mm -hmm. san diego like they're all over the place and it it's just as effective
0: okay wonderful i mean that that was my experience too but i know that you know, it's, sometimes it's hard to understand, but thank you for that explanation of energy, you know, and, yeah. and you're absolutely correct. And I'm one of the things that, um, that I wanted to bring up because I know you're, I, I've, if I I listen to your podcast and you have, you shared a lot about incorporating crystals in the Reiki. Yeah. So I'm very, so I'm curious about that. And I know that I, just more recently, I've been getting more into crystals and especially just mostly just jewelry. Um, and wearing different pieces and to you know see how it helps my mood or uh, my my energy and and i i love it i've been noticing some changes and whether it's in my head or not i don't know but i feel better <laughs> it helps so i was wondering you know for those that that are into crystals and the listeners that that want to learn more how 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 do you incorporate crystals and are there specific crystals that seem to help or enhance the the Reiki session.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I definitely tailor every session specific to the client's needs. I don't always use crystals, but when I do, um, you know, some people want a lot more self-love. Mm-hmm. They want to be able uh, to take more uh, be more attentive to themselves. So I'll use things like rose quartz or even amethyst at times. Um, Some people are feeling like there's so much negativity around them and they want to be able to, you know, come back to base, come back to like what would be normal for them because they're just absorbing all the negativity, whether it's at work or at home or, you know, whatever the case may be, I'll use tourmaline or hematite um, for that. Uh, The one crystal that never fails is of course the crystal quartz. Um, That's the clear one. Um, That's Mm -hmm. very abundant, especially here in California.
0: Mm. Um,
1: As a matter of fact, there are a few miners that I know that go up to the Santa Monica mountains. You can find uh, crystal quartz there. Mm. And um, that one is very powerful. It's probably the most powerful crystal that's out there and it amplifies the energy. So if you're sad mm. and depressed, it's going to amplify that energy. If you're in a really good mood, it's going to amplify that energy. If you pair mm. it with another crystal, it's going to amplify that energy. So citrine, for example, it's all about success and
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, bringing in new opportunities. So if you pair the citrine with the um, crystal quartz, then you're going to amplify that that frequency as well. Okay. Um, so what color
0: is a citrine? It's yellow the yellow i wonder if i've seen it okay
1: yeah yeah
0: okay send you a picture of it <laughs> okay thank you yeah okay so so that's good to know so if you're feeling if you're feeling down or already feeling upset would would it be recommended to to carry or connect with a with a not a with the supports but with I would, okay.
1: yeah i would connect with a hematite or mm. an obsidian or a tourmaline Because that will absorb all of that negativity or, you know, Mm. the sadness. Um, Carnelian is really good too. Carnelian Mm -hmm. actually amplifies passion. And it, Carnelian is great for addiction as well. If you're trying to curb Mm. your eating or curb, you know, um, you know, things that you're using that are, is not necessarily great for you. And you want to, you want to kind of diet on that. Um, Carnelian is a great one to carry with you um that one feels really good too to me (laughs) yeah
0: yeah Um, Uh, that one's red oh green it's red yeah yeah okay okay and it's great for
1: passion in the bedroom and you know stuff like that so um I do I do sometimes use uh crystals during my uh Reiki session but like I said it's tailored by person and depending on what we talk about Mm -hmm. in the beginning then I will use it or and or I will also recommend uh, certain crystals for them to have in their home.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, I, I don't know too much about crystals, but I, I found a couple that that I'm, I feel connected to, and I, like I said, I've noticed a difference. So I'm, I'm, I, I was one of the things that I just, I, it's just so fun, right? For me, at least, to learn more about and find little ways to incorporate in everyday life and one thing that I learned from your episode on your podcast about crystals is that it does the size doesn't matter I think you were you're were sharing that you can carry a, a small little stone and and it can be just as powerful
1: absolutely a hundred percent and
0: I didn't know that I always thought you had to get the bigger the better <laughs>
1: I feel like the bigger ones are more for like, for me, they're like, eye candy like, Oh, Mm. look at
0: that.
1: But they're just as powerful when they're small in your pocket.
0: Well, that is very good and practical to know because you, it's affordable, right? You can get a really cute, small tumble stone for $5 or, you know, like very, very uh, accessible. Well, thank you for that. And, and I, I, I recently saw that you posted uh, something about inner child work or you, yeah. you were having like a series on inner child. So um, I'm wonder. I was going to ask you, is, is that part of the, do you incorporate Reiki or is that part of something else that you're offering? Yeah. So I, um.
1: so for me, one size doesn't fit all. So I'm really, yeah. I started with Reiki and that's what predominantly people come to see me um, for. But as we get into their story and what their needs are, Mm -hmm. you know, I teach core transformation. Mm -hmm. I teach breath work. um, I offer a lot of free stuff as well, because the whole reason Mm -hmm. why I started this business was to connect with people and to share my knowledge and the modalities that helped me. And I, there's one more session this Thursday Uh, the 13th. um, And then I'm going to have another breath work, free breath work session in December. And I'm going to do a Reiki group healing for free Mm. that for people that want to come right before Thanksgiving. So I like to offer these because I get really busy around the holidays which I never thought I would be busy around the holidays. I thought mm-hmm. people would be busy spending their money on gifts, mm-hmm. but a yeah. lot of people want to come and reset or be prepared yeah. for seeing family and Absolutely. interacting with people from um, yeah. the holidays. Yeah. So yeah. i offering that.
0: That sounds so wonderful. So definitely check it out folks. If you're, if you're you know interested in that and and you know you mentioned that how people come to you during the holidays holidays are a very it, it can be very triggering especially if you haven't seen your family and you have that pressure to have to see them at the end of the year for the holidays and and just building it's almost like you need to build your Protection, not just energetically, but emotional and in every other way to, Absolutely. For, you know, depending on your family dynamic, right? Sometimes you need that preparation to be able to sit through dinner with, with yeah. parents or extended families. So I can absolutely see how the holidays can can be a busy time for you. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 And a lot of these modalities is all about resetting your nervous system. Um, once you reset your nervous system from the flight or fight mode, mm. then you're back to normal, right? Back to I like can. feeling zen, um, so what I do in these sessions is I, I teach you the tools to be able, you, you're you not going to need me to coach you through it once you know how to do it, right? So it's really helpful, especially around the holidays, to be able to do it before with mm-hmm. me, and then now you have a new tool to be able to use after when you come home.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. And Jazzy, for for those folks that would love to get to know more about you and perhaps uh, check out your services and book a session, how can they find you?
1: Yeah, so uh, Instagram is probably the best way. So my handle is at Krista Luna Vortex and my website is wwwkrista luna dot com and i have some of the free sessions there on my um front page um for anybody listening to this podcast uh you'll get a 20 percent discount if you use the code rosa r-o-s-a
0: and thank you i would
1: love to meet meet you guys and uh hear what you guys um what you took away from this podcast
0: yeah wonderful and and do you before we end do you have a book or anything that, you know, for folks that would love to get to know more about some of the things that you shared about or healing, is there a book that you recommend?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I find in the healing mm-hmm. journey is that every single person at some point has an objection. Um, yeah. so basically what that means is they create a, their own kind of glass ceiling for how much happiness they think they deserve. There is a really, really good book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, mm-hmm. where he discusses this phenomena and gives you tools to release your negative self-talk and your belief system that mm-hmm. you're not good enough to have more than what you think you deserve.
0: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. This, yeah. Oh, oh you have another one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. The second <laughs> book
1: I'm going to recommend is um, a book that really dives into the science behind manifestation and mm living your best life. And that's called becoming supernatural. How common people are doing the uncommon by Dr. Joe Dispenza.
0: Oh, love it. Have not read. I, I think I've come across a big leap but not the other one becoming supernatural.
1: Yeah. It, okay. those are awesome books and it really gets your, um, your thoughts going on dreaming bigger and really truly creating the life that Mm. you're meant to have because this nine to five going to work every day coming home you know dealing with whatever you have to deal with at home and then going to sleep and getting up and doing it all over again that's
0: Hmm. That to
1: me is not (laughs) the like we're all meant to
0: no, absolutely not, unless that makes you happy, right? But exactly, but unless you feel completely and utterly satisfied, right? Um, Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, Jazzy, thank you so much for for sharing with us for your time here, and you're welcome back anytime. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: I would love to talk more about all these things. And, and also people can check out your podcast, which is just a source of so much information. I've learned so much from you guys.
1: Thank you. Yeah. It's called beyond meditation. And we are also on Instagram at beyond meditation podcast. And yeah, we'd love to have you. We have um we have so many episodes on different yeah. modalities that both Anna and I have gone through and have experienced mm-hmm. and we're still learning as well. So yeah, like we no, always say wonderful. take what yeah take what uh resonates with you and leave the rest on the table.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I I've listened to several episodes and I've learned so much. So I really appreciate the work that you guys are doing to put out this this information for for us. Thank you. And likewise. Oh, of course. Okay, Jazzy, we'll have a good rest of your day. And I hope to talk to you soon again. Likewise. Thank you. Of course. I hope you enjoy this episode i hope that you found it healing and nourishing to your mind and soul if there's a friend that you think would benefit from listening to this information please share it share about our podcast if you feel called to please leave us a review as this really really helps boost our presence here in apple Podcasts, and it makes it easier for others to find us to stay up to date on new episode releases and special events and projects that I'm working on, you can follow us on Instagram at Inner Healing Paths Podcast. And you can subscribe to my newsletter by going to my website, which is rosachettilcsw.com. And I will include this information and links in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to sharing with you again next time.